0: Hi, I'm Sira Sutendorp from the Netherlands, from The Hague. And I would like to show you some of the portraits that I made in a series called Vanished Families. And we will start with the family portrait of my father's family.
1: Let's go right over to that one then first, shall we?
0: This photograph was taken... Uh, like probably most of them in 1942 people would let their uh, photographs have me taken uh, as a kind of goodbye because they were obviously expecting what would happen they were waiting for deportation because this was known at the time that this would be there my two my grandparents my father's parents at the in the foreground there's uh, his sister with her twins, her husband, and two of my father's brothers. Um, one other sister had already passed away uh, at the beginning of the war. And you see here an outline of another person. And this is a very sad story because she was the wife of uh, one of my father's brother, who is next to him, not next to her. And, unfortunately, um, she uh, betrayed the whole family. Um, late, later on, during the war, uh, my father heard that she had a liaison with a, a German officer. Ah. So. Um, so that's why so many members of the family were lost? Uh, I don't know whether this was why, but it, it certainly mm. helped to speed it up. And how old were the twins? The twins were, um, I think, about two years there. I have their ages at the other portraits. But they were very young, Uh, that's the point. They were very young, no. I can see it here. They were were two, just over two when they were killed in Auschwitz.
1: This is the tragedy, as we'll talk about exactly what the pictures look like in a moment and and how you achieve them. But the the tragedy is, and you want people to do this, that you look anxiously at the name. You work out the age and then you see the awful date of death and the word Auschwitz, which I was going to say reminds me of going to Teresim and seeing the children's paintings there, when I equally anxiously always look to see how old did they survive, Mm -hmm. so few did. and, and, you know, this terrible date of death, and there's such vibrancy, these are, you know, people, and they're gone. But you have found a way of almost reporting to us the fact that the vibrancy is is gone, haven't you? I mean, can you describe what... what
0: What I did is, because I've never known them, of course, they've never known me, and I've never known them, What I did, the technique that I used for these particular portraits is that I uh, put on oil paint paper a layer of one color or two colors, let it dry, then put on a contrasting color and in the wet oil paint I drew the features of everybody with a nail. You, when you say, you mean a, a, a nail, like a hammer and a nail? A hammer and a
1: nail, yes, yeah. not a fingernail, yes. Yeah, yeah. From the photographs.
0: From photographs, yeah.
1: Yeah. yes. So, what's so extraordinary for me is to describe them is that the features are clearly there, but they're slightly ghostly because of their monochrome and be, because it's the outline. You can see the expressions, you can see the strain on the faces where the adults yeah, are trying yeah. to smile.
0: When I was doing this, Uh, one of my grandfather, I saw already despair in his eyes. And when you look at the other painting of the twins, when the photograph was taken, you you see in one of the paintings of the twins, the the eyes are very strong, and Mm. this is really how the eyes were. Mm. They they came out in the photograph like big black circles. Mm. So... Mm. It must have been
1: an extraordinary and emotional thing for you to do. And also technically very interesting that you worked out all these techniques. How how do you even think of such a thing?
0: Um, Well, I didn't want to do it with a a, a brush because I didn't know the hair colours and the Mm. eye colours and everything. And um, uh, I started drawing actually. And this was the first one, Oh, yes, um, the brother of my mother. I've always cherished this picture. It's one of the best that I have. It was taken, I think, this picture was taken when he was 18. And he was the first one to be deported to Westerbork, which was a transition camp. And as I was working on this one, you can see I used a brush here, slightly for the background, but I didn't want to do that any further. I was drawing this, and I was sitting downstairs, and Abraham came down the stairs and said to me, "Um, this man has a a lot more smile in his face than you have given him. So I just put here this with the nail this. And then I thought I can do everything with a nail. Ah, oh,
1: so that's how you thought of it.
0: That's, mm. that's how yeah. I yeah. can do it. And sometimes I use <laughs> my finger to brush a little. But
2: you Abraham see, is here. You can see how uh, uh, in those weeks that she was working on it, uh, how she could find the exact spot in the steadfast hand to make even this small addition which gave the smile to the face.
1: Yes, so, uh, so clever, yeah. Now the interesting thing is, or two things, one, he looks so lovely, so full of youth, so good looking, uh, the smile's so beautiful, and then you look at the date, like I said, so anxiously and realize he was only 20 when, when yeah. he, he was killed. He, well, he hadn't even got to his 21st birthday, we see, yeah. which is, you know, the, 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 this repeating tragedy. Mm-hmm. And also, you've chosen here a sort of green sage green color it's monochrome but it's green and around it there's a mount in a a slightly different green so you've made choices to and I think you talk about bringing color back don't you but
0: but you had a you made a choice as how you're going to do this well I usually work from a naples yellow background so I, I always use a background I always paint Background. Whatever I do, I paint the background first. So this is, oh yeah, uh, this is yellow. Right, I can see that. And yeah. then mm. I put on a layer of green to bring out the yellow lines. So that's mm. how. And here, I, it's also yellow, but I put on um, shenna. The, the color is called shenna.
1: Right, and what it makes that one look like is sepia, you know, the sepia yeah. portraits, that's yeah. what it made me think yeah. of. Well, maybe I use a mixture, mm. I don't know. So that, that's what, so again, it, it's part of the, the poignancy of them, that they are one colour, but it isn't black and white. And, and no. so you've chosen, I mean, sometimes very vibrant, this autumnal sort of um, colour, yeah. this beautiful <laughs> little boy.
0: Yeah, this is a, the little boy that I his picture I found later. It's a very lonely picture, I think and this was obviously taken in, this, in one of the same studios where other photographs were taken. Um, so this is how I found his name because it was a stamp on the back. And then later on I found who his parents were because I didn't know. Um, his father was my mother's brother, mm-hmm. so I added him to my series, uh, it was the last one I did and the last one I had to take and to be framed, and I have a very good relationship with the man who frames my paintings, and I invited him to, to the opening, he didn't come, so... I said, why didn't you come? Because you framed it so beautifully and everybody is so happy and you would have gotten more clients. He said, I couldn't do it because the last picture you gave me of that little boy gave me nightmares for three weeks. So I felt so sorry for him. And I said, why didn't you call me? You know, we could have talked about it. But on one of the other occasions he came, he came to the Anne Frank House yeah. when it was opened there. The, the, the
1: Johnny didn't even live to be three, that's what we see. Um, uh-huh. So that, no, I'm not entirely surprised about the nightmare. Actually, we uh, if you want to choose a couple more to look at, as we walk yes. towards them, you can just um, tell me about where, the, where it's been, the exhibition, because it's been... all as you said, yes. the Anne Frank uh, house.
0: I didn't anticipate any exhibition at all, but friends of mine said you have to do something with it. And one of them knew a little gallery, like a, it was like a big living room in uh, the centre of the egg, in a very well-established um, uh, neighbourhood. And um, also, when I was working on it, Uh, the ambassador of Germany in the Netherlands came to have dinner with us and I told him about what I was doing and he was very impressed and then later on the Israeli ambassador also came to dinner another evening and he was um, equally impressed so when I decided to have the paintings shown in this gallery they were not framed yet they were only with the passepartout and um, because I choose them not to be framed, because their lives weren't finished. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to have a completely finished product. Um, I'm telling this while I'm standing here in mm-hmm. front of the paintings of my grandmother, on to the left, and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I These are the only pictures that I have of them, photographs, because... Uh, There are no no portraits of them, and I think they were on their way to a wedding or so because they were very smartly dressed, and the picture was taken, I think, around the corner from one of the synagogues in Amsterdam in the street, and in the middle are two of their grandchildren, whom they have known because they were uh, daughters of my mother's elder sister. Did they survive? Uh, no, nobody, no. nobody no.
1: None of these paintings of no. anyone who survived? No. No.
0: No. no, My parents were the only ones to survive. Mm. So all their family was gone. Mm. And um, my grandfather was dealing um, in cigars. He was a cigar merchant. That's and why he he's holding one. <laughs> that's, he's holding a cigar mm. in his hand. He yeah.
1: looks so dapper, so sophisticated, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's very handsome, beautifully dressed. Mm-hmm. And yes, I see what you mean about your grandmother. She's dressed up, ready to go. She's got some wonderful yeah, my, shoes on.
0: <laughs> my mother always said my mo- that her mother never left the house without gloves, uh-huh. polished shoes and hats. And there she is, exactly, exactly. dressed, That's exactly as is. you yeah. say, and these two yeah. beautiful girls. Yeah. This one mm. is a very difficult one. It's a photograph that I have. It's a group photograph. And you can see the setting in the, of the studio is probably in the same studio as that little boy because they're sitting on cubicles. Um, all I knew of this photograph was that they are cousins of mine, and probably from my mother's family, uh, but I didn't have names. So in a way, that,
1: that that well, they're another massive loss. You didn't have that happy family life when you go and play with your cousins... No, no. no. Uh, so, so many generations gone. Oh, yeah. Hang on. So
0: because I didn't have any names to this one, I've, I wanted to do something different. And I took the features a little bit stronger, the, the, the contours are a little bit stronger than in the other paintings, and I put in some zinc white for their dresses, mm. for their clothing. So it brings out a little spooky or uh, if you yeah, can't use it use the word spooky but um, it, it's vaguer. It it's yeah. makes it's more mysterious a bit mi- more mysterious than, than the other ones yes. yeah.
2: just because you didn't know them. you understand you can see that, that uh, the pictures were there with your, with your mother. With my mother. But yeah. she never explained them to you.
0: No, not many. No, no. Not, not his names. Later on, mm. later on, our oldest daughter, Penina, uh, made my mother put some names mm. on the back, but she couldn't remember all of them. No. Yeah. So even their names or were Or maybe she mm. didn't want to mention it. No, that was also no it was her sorrow, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to choose
1: any more? Maybe no. the twins? Yes, let's go and look at the twins.
0: Oh, the eyes are completely different on this one, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, it's uh, the first one I made of the twins, and I felt that the eyes were too strong. Uh, it's a big photograph I have of them. Um, it's a, a postcard, a postcard size, and um, I've always loved this picture of them. Um, she also carries the same name. See? Oh yes, yes, Sapphira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and. When I'd finished it, and those eyes were so, they were really jumping out of the painting, I made another one, which is a lot vaguer. And I also gave more color in the background than the other one.
1: It's the same photograph, isn't it? It's the Mm. same Mm.
0: photograph. um, But then I couldn't decide which one to use, so... Everyone said use them both, both. I because they yeah. go very well together. They really do. I
1: love I love them together. And again, I'm anxiously looking, and I see they were only three, barely three, when they were murdered. They are actually full of life, to they me, were, I they think.
0: They were two. Oh, only
1: two, they is two. it? Yeah. They were
0: born in May. Mm. Mm. I was also born in May. Yeah. So you're right, yes. And, um, mm. They were
1: never got to be three. They're no. very, very tiny. Yeah. And for those of us who have grandchildren, it, it's... Unimaginable, mm-hmm. unimaginable. My little grandson is not two yet. So mm-hmm. It really brings it home to me that these lives were so lost.
0: I told you I know, the first exhibition was in, in a private gallery and um, it was hanging there for a couple of months. And uh, then the director of the Anne Frank House, who was also there, um, wanted to buy some. I said, I won't sell, but you can have them on show. So then I had to go to the Anne Frank House where they were hanging for eight months and from there they went to uh, the Hague Historical Museum uh, where they were hanging for a year and a half and then the German ambassador uh, had uh, a visit of his uh, one of the uh, ministers of culture and he, w- he wanted the minister to see the paintings. So the paintings were taken to his um, residence. And um, the minister ordered the director of the Felix Nussbaum Museum in Osnabrück. Osnabrück is the city of peace. Um, to have a program there. And I said, if I'm sending them to Germany... I want to have an educational program surrounding the exhibition and they agreed to that and I wrote um, this brochure for them which was translated into German and they produced it and they did a a wonderful job and the opening was really something very very special Uh, beautiful music and and, Mm -hmm. It it was in the museum, the Felix Nussbaum Museum was partly designed by uh, Daniel Liebeskind. And the hall in which they were hanging, there's a picture of it here, is the hall that he designed to bring the old Felix, original Felix Nussbaum house, to the new wing. Yes, it's long and thin, isn't yes.
1: it? It's an it's interesting, it's like, a, it's a corridor. Yeah, it's a,
0: it's a corridor, and it's only used for very special occasions. Mm-hmm. And they were hanging there um, beautifully. It was really beautiful. For how long? Um, about half a year or so. Something like this. Yeah.
2: But I just wanted to uh, to connect it to something, and also at Nussbaum, which, because the opening, the real speech was done by... A person who heads in Germany uh, the uh, Muslim oh, community—that yeah. oh. means uh, the Work for Foreigners—he's a—he's mm-hmm. a professor, and uh, we met him at the World Economic Forum, where I've been for—we have been for ten years, uh, amongst religious leaders, and um, it has been a friendship for life. And so, the person who deals with the problem of refugees and receiving—this was of just before the, the real tragedy of the refugees spoke. And to give you the, the uh, and, he, and he was very moved. And uh, the pictures, he saw them as a connection about the lessons of the past and the visions for the future.
0: When I asked him if he would be present at the opening to make it, because I was looking for an interreligious affair around the opening. He especially made the effort to come from Frankfurt to visit me at the house and, and see the paintings. Uh, so we could talk a lot and his, his speech was just a, an intellectual, more emotional, friendly, a beautifully written speech and beautifully presented.
2: So to, to show this, this aspect, this universal aspect of this exhibition was when it was in the small gallery, we also um, organized a conference in the Peace Palace in The Hague and uh, with religious leaders and it was about um, the, uh, also water and the significance of water but also working towards a better future. And one of the people who came was the Archbishop of South Africa, um, Meikope. And when all those religious leaders went on the way from the Peace Palace to the the hall where the conference continued with hundreds of people, they all came to the gallery and they all saw the pictures. And they wrote uh, beautiful testimonies and then we moved with the religious leaders the next day to meet the Dalai Lama in, uh, in a place in Belgium where a new Buddhist temple was opened. And, um, uh, well, my relationship with the Dalai Lama is 43 years old. Wow. I've met him, I've met him most of those years. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when we mm, were sitting there in Brussels at this new temple of Buddhism and waiting for the Dalai Lama, who was going to give his speech, the Archbishop remarked to me that the paintings of Sira had brought him nearer to his own memories. And he talked about his grandfather, who was beheaded Mm. in one of the the terrible wars that raged through Africa. And so you imagine that a painting, paintings that Sira made, had a profound transformative influence. And with these feelings, look, we were next to each other, listening to the Dalai Lama, who saw us and who saw me, and stopped his speech, came out of his seat, embraced me, and said, you have come with your friends. And everybody was looking and watching. And the Archbishop embraced the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama embraced him. And he spoke about his own feelings. It is like a novel, but it is reality.